0: I have such respect for women. I cherish women.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Lucy and Rubes here again. As usual. Thanks for having us in your ears. We love to be here. (laughs) Oh, Ruby, we got a really cute message the other day that said, I was listening to your podcast the other day and I really just felt like you guys were my friends. Oh, I know. We are your friends. We are your friends. Anyone listening to this right now, as long as you agree with everything we say, (laughs) we are friends. (laughs) No, we love a bit of debate.
0: So here's the story, folks.
1: So today we are talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, as we all know and love her, and the phenomenal speech she gave in Congress, taking down Representative Yoho and the disgusting comments that he'd made to her in the previous days. So we saw this go absolutely viral. It's a fantastic speech. Um, Basically talking about how being a father or a husband doesn't make you exempt from being sexist or misogynistic.
2: I mean it kind of goes without saying, but for some reason, this excuse is still being levied.
1: Yeah, and AOC felt like it was time to talk about it, rightly so, and so we are gonna unpack that today. Ready? You have the cameras rolling? So Rubes, who is
2: AOC? She is the youngest woman ever elected to the House at age 29. She is serving um, as the U.S. representative of New York's 14th Congressional District. She's a first-term New Yorker who is a favorite of the progressive left. Mm-hmm. She did endorse Bernie Sanders when he was still running. Hey, stan. And because of where she stands on a lot of issues and how amazing and outspoken she is, Um, she has really become the target of many Republicans, including Donald Trump, who
1: has... Told her to go home, not knowing that she was from New York City. Yeah. I have such respect for women. I cherish women. So we'll let
2: AOC tell you, in her own words, what happened.
0: I was minding my own business, walking up um, the steps, and Representative Yoho put his finger in my face. He called me disgusting. He called me crazy, he called me out of my mind, Um, and he called me dangerous. I walked inside and cast my vote, um, because my constituents send me here each and every day to fight for them. I walked back out, and there were reporters in the front of the Capitol. And in front of reporters, Representative Yoho called me, and I quote, a f***ing bitch." These are the words that Representative Yoho levied against a congresswoman. The congresswoman that not only represents New York's 14th congressional district, but every congresswoman and every woman in this country. Because all of us have had to deal with this in some form, some way, some shape, at some point in our lives. But then yesterday, Representative Yoho, decided to come to the floor of the House of Representatives and make excuses for his behaviour. So you guys
1: heard what happened there, or what IOC reports as what happened. Just for a little bit of context, the reason he was using um, these words against her was because she was suggesting that poverty and unemployment were driving a rise in crime in New York City. They were the policies she was talking about that he obviously took a strong stance against and used these awful fucking words on her. Um, Anyway, after this happened, she tweeted, I never spoke to Rep Yoho before he decided to accost me on the steps of the nation's capital yesterday. Believe it or not, I usually get along fine with my GOP colleagues. We know how to check our legislative sparring at the committee door. But hey, bitches get stuff done. So she was happy to leave it at that tweet. Mm -hmm. That is until his pretty train wreck apology. It's a non-apology really, isn't it? It wasn't an apology. But you guys can decide for yourself. So let me take a moment to address this body. I rise to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation I had with my colleague from New York. It is true that we disagree on policies and visions for America, but that does not mean we should be disrespectful. Having been married for 45 years with two daughters, I'm very cognizant of my language. The offensive name-calling words attributed to me by the press were never spoken to my colleagues, and if they were construed that way, I apologise for their misunderstanding. I cannot apologise for my passion or for loving my God, my family and my country. I yield back. There's obviously a lot to unpack here. Yeah, well, first of all, he completely
2: passes on the blame it's as if you know the media has misconstrued his words you know it's the media who did that wrong he's
1: not taking accountability for any nothing
2: and he completely denies that these words were even said
1: yeah he also says And I want you guys to remember this because I'm going to talk about it a bit later. But he says, I will not apologize for my passion. Something that women are constantly feeling like they have to apologize for is their passion, which is misconstrued as anger or craziness or hysteria. So we're going to let AOC respond in the beautiful words that she used to
0: respond to this. But yeah, there's definitely a lot for us to unpack here. I could not allow my nieces... I could not allow the little girls that I go home to. I could not allow victims of verbal abuse and worse to see that, to see that excuse and to see our Congress accept it as legitimate and accept it as an apology. Mr. Yoho mentioned that he has a wife and two daughters. I am two years younger than Mr. Yoho's youngest daughter. I am someone's daughter, too. My father, thankfully, is not alive to see how Mr. Yoho treated his daughter. My mother got to see Mr. Yoho's disrespect on the floor of this house towards me on television. And I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. In using that language in front of the press, he gave permission to use that language against his wife, his daughters, women in his community. And I am here to stand up to say that is not acceptable. She then goes on to say, Having a daughter does not make a man decent. Having a wife does not make a decent man. Treating people with dignity and respect makes a decent man. And when a decent man messes up, as we all are bound to do, he tries his best and does apologize. Not to save face, not to win a vote. He apologizes, genuinely to repair and acknowledge the harm done, so that we can all move on. Okay, first, I think we need to
1: talk about the I have a daughter, I have a wife excuse.
2: Yeah, I mean, we continuously conflate the idea of being a family man, of somehow having some sort of relationship with a woman, as being a good man, as, like, some pass of being an honourable man that what you say, you didn't mean anything bad by it. You're not misogynistic because, oh, I have women that I'm close to.
1: It's a non-excuse. You can't... Just because you have women that you're close to doesn't give you a free pass to then go around calling any other woman a fucking bitch. But the fact
2: that this is the only thing... This was his, his default. This was the only thing he could fall back on shows me he really had nothing... To show
1: for himself. No. Like, if this is your biggest defence... You've got no defence. No. Uh, I really loved how Jessica Bennett from the New York Times, she said, Representative Ted Yoho has become the latest member of the having a daughter makes me an ally to all women, or at the very least, should excuse my bad behaviour club. Which I think just puts it so well. I remember when Trump was called
2: out for that awful... um, X is Hollywood tape.
1: I moved on her, actually. You know, she was down on Palm Beach. I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I, I did try and <laughs> her. She was married. That's huge news there. I moved on her like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a
0: magnet. You just kiss. I don't even know what. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy.
2: So many Republicans came out to say, as a father or as a husband, I cannot support these comments. It's like, as a human being, you shouldn't support these comments. Not because you have some kind of relation to a female.
1: Don't you know that, Ruby, if you have a daughter or a wife, it's impossible for you to be sexist. Like, it's just a role of the universe. And Um. we should all just come to terms with it. No, actually, this daughter excuse not only has been used by Trump, it's also been used by Brett Kavanaugh, Mitch McConnell, even Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have kind of either talked about it, alluded to it, or used it. Maybe not as out and proud as fucking Yoho just used it, but it has been a part of their dialogue and a part of their defense at some point in time. And... AOC shouldn't have had to stand there and say that she's someone's daughter and that that completely debunks the theory. There's no fucking theory to debunk. Go back home to mommy. There's a few truths at play. One is that you have a daughter and a wife, and and that's cool. And then another truth is that you speak to other women like this, like you just have to AOC. That's not cool, but that's also happened. And then now you're using the fact that you have a daughter and a wife To justify using these words against another woman, which those two truths don't mean that it's okay in any sense of the word. And is he saying that now that means he can talk to any woman like this?
2: Well, I think that's why it's so powerful when AOC brings up that by saying this to somebody else's daughter, he has allowed for that same
1: language to be said to his own daughter's. Because, because what would he do if someone spoke like this to one of his daughters or his wife? Would he say, that's okay, because I do it to other people? Well, of course he wouldn't. But this is... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: It's what his excuse is basically saying. It's what it's implying. He would come back and he would have a much less graceful, empathetic response than AOC but but he would be applauded for not standing up for this kind of behavior, for this kind of language. Mm-hmm. And that is the disconnect between men and women on the Congress floor and in
1: our society. Exactly. I really did love this quote by Susan Douglas, who's a professor of communication and media at the University of Michigan, she said, it's as if familial affiliation alone equals enlightened attitudes towards women. It's like claiming I have a black friend as if that makes you anti-racist. She has summed it up there so mm-hmm. perfectly in really contextual terms for the world we're living in. Yeah, it's
2: again, it's like, you can't speak to the black experience if you're not black. Just because you have a black friend does not mean you understand their narrative, their life
1: experience. And nor can you use the fact that you have a black friend as a scapegoat for the words you use or the way you act in your day-to-day life. One truth does not cancel out another truth. Every woman lied. I also do just want to go into her deliverance and the way that she controlled herself during the speech. So as you guys heard, she was angry but she was controlled, which I think it's the only way we allow women to be angry before Mm -hmm. we label them as mad or crazy or nasty, hysterical, whatever. It's like, okay, so if she cried or got too emotional, we heard her voice crack there, she would have consciously been trying to hold herself together because... You know, she didn't want to come across as weak, which is what women, when they get emotional, often get labelled as. Whereas if a man were to get emotional, it would be endearing and good on him for being so vulnerable. What was like
2: Yoho in his quote-unquote apology, he knew that by saying he will not apologise for his passion, men are allowed to have passions. Men are allowed to be passionate. And through that passion, they are allowed to show their emotions. But for a woman to become passionate, such as getting angry in any way that isn't completely controlled, we
1: do not have time for. Exactly. And it's like any time a woman gets angry, it has to be used in a meaningful way. Like Brett Kavanaugh, not to bring it back to him again, has thrown temper tantrums in front of the Senate committees. Um, Donald Trump Jr. has been praised for the tone he's used when if a woman were to do either of these things, would see a shitstorm especially from the Republican side of things, about how either they can't handle the job because it's a high-pressure job or it would never be seen as passion. It'd be seen as emotion.
2: Mm. Well, we saw this constantly in Hillary Clinton's presidential candidacy. She was obviously a lot smarter than Trump. Quite obviously. People could not criticise her on that, so they will always fall back on this, oh, but she's discreet, she's she's hysterical, she's emotionally unstable, to make some kind of criticism that will somehow hold up against Trump.
1: Hillary Clinton is a bigot! I actually read an article that was about how the word bitch, which is one of the words in question here, was levied against Hillary Clinton in a astronomical way, um, whether it was at rallies against her, or I think there was there was some young kid that there's a like viral video of him calling her a bitch at a rally, and and it said it's been used throughout history against women this word bitch, and to be honest, until AOC made this speech, it's it's been a word that we've become desensitized to, and it's almost not as bad of a swear word or as a derogatory term to use towards women.
2: When it is. Well, I'll give a little bit of a history lesson to the word bitch. It didn't really catch on as a universal female insult until around about the 1920s. And that was when women in America received the right to vote and men were not happy about it. Soon after, bitch basically became the default insult for a woman.
1: If we call, you know, someone a little bitch, or whether you're talking about a girl or a boy, you're saying that they're weak or they're emotional. Two things that we don't allow a woman to be. Fuck those bitches. (laughs) Fuck all those bitches that call women bitches when they got the right to vote. That's what I have to say. What do you reckon, reckon, bitch? (laughs) But then it is okay for girls to call each other bitches. Are we reclaiming bitch? I think we are. I think we probably got reclaimed a while ago, but... Yeah. AOC... I don't think we started it. No. I don't know what what of this we're gonna keep at. <laughs> Probably that
0: <laughs> And this is how I got elected by being off script.
1: So yeah, it seems like no matter how hard women even control or direct their anger into meaningful dialogue like AOC has done, it's never quite enough because we've seen some reporting over the past week on the speech and AOC's rebuttal to what Yoho said to her. And that too has kind of shone A bit of a sexist light on what's happened. These two
2: articles that we're going to chat about one was a New York Times article and one was a New York Post article, and the reporting in the two of them are basically just perpetuating the entire premise that AOC has a problem with and is trying to pull up.
1: And the thing about these two articles is the New York Times article, it's almost subliminal the way that they are undermining AOC, whereas the New York Post one is an editorial all about how they disagree with her. She does
2: not hold back, and I think what disgusts me even more about this article, well, both of them actually were written by women. The New York Times article, it was co-written with a man and a woman, but the New York Post article was written by a woman called Miranda
1: Devine. So before we go any further, Ribs, what did the New York Post article say? Well, to sum up just
2: her opening paragraph basically. Miranda Devine wrote America is suffering through a pandemic, riots, a violent crime wave, a recession and record unemployment. But Rep AOC wasted an hour of the nation's time on feigned outrage in Congress over an alleged insult she didn't even hear.
1: And the editorial itself was called What's really vulgar is AOC's fake outrage. Like, that is just disgusting. And we've been having quite a few chats together, me and Rubes, about misogyny and how it can manifest in women as well. And I think this is pretty exemplifying of that.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think the fact that people can have more of a problem with her rebuttal to... Yoho, then Yoho's comments itself is, and and also be able to justify themselves in that thought is so telling of the huge problem that we as a, as a society have today with misogyny, and this is not just informed by men. Unfortunately, it is informed by women as well. One of them being Miranda Devine.
1: I completely agree. I can't believe that someone would be that blinded. Or, or that way inclined to see what AOC said as worse than what Yoho said when he out and out called her a fucking bitch.
2: It's so unhelpful to feminism, to just women in general, to
1: minimise her comments. And undermine another woman.
2: Yeah. And Luce, do you want to run us through how the New York Times, it definitely took a less obvious approach to this but it was really there it was reading between the lines
1: yeah and whether it was intended or not this article got a lot of backlash for the way that it framed AOC and what she said so basically this article at one point said that the congresswoman AOC excels at using her detractors to amplify her own political brand Which is just kind of like, okay, we're going to ignore the cultural norms that exist that allow Yoho to speak like this to women, belittle women, and then have a non-apology. And, you know, let's just label AOC as a distraction or a disruptive opportunist. As if women are always
2: conniving, they're always trying to forward their own agenda, as if she can't really be upset by these comments. She's just, oh. It'll be good for my brand. It'll be good to get more feminists on board by taking issue with this.
1: I I can't believe that we are still living Mm. in a time where someone standing up for herself is the villain Mm. as opposed to the person that called her a fucking bitch. And yeah, on that I saw, I think this was in the New York Post article again that AOC, how dare she waste an hour of... You know, the America's taxpayers' money and time in Congress for calling this out. Well, actually, how dare Yoho Caller a fucking bitch on the steps of the Capitol. It's almost like doesn't bear talking about, but we have to talk about because Mm. it's happening and it's fucked. And we've jumped completely on the trigger train and (laughs) sailed all around New Zealand off to America (laughs) oh my
2: god i know (laughs) well who wasn't expecting it i mean true i do want to say that i think the subliminal messaging in the new york times article is really telling to how misogyny manifests in society often We
1: are unaware of it. We have these subconscious biases. Exactly. Most of the time, people aren't waking up being like, if it's a man, I'm better than woman. Or if it's a woman, I'm better than other women. No, it's in messaging like this. It's just nestled into all the little parts of society, which is why we have to talk about it and unpick it. We're often
2: not aware of it, but we do need to be way more cognizant when we're talking about women.
1: Well, Ruby, that has been a big episode. Yeah,
2: and I mean, we really came into this not really being sure where we wanted to take it, just wanting to let our minds run wild. And I think they we, have. we really did.
1: Whether they made any sense, I feel like we just needed to jump on Mike and get some thoughts out about AOC and her speech.
2: Come see us in the DMs, um, on the Facebook group to chat about the speech yeah. and what you got from
1: it if you want to write a piece about this speech we'd love that head to should you care just you know use that voice let us know we are gonna go and take a big fucking drink of water because we are parched after all of that ranting and we are screeching but we're proud of it <laughs> we're screeching and we're preaching but we're proud of it <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> okay, we need to jump off mic. Yeah, we'll Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with
0: Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands.